But let's get into AEW, of course, uh, both Collision and Dynamite, as we have a list of topics that have that were involved in regards to both Collision and Dynamite. Um, and our first topic is Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill made her return uh, to AEW um, on Collision as she took out Chris Statlander and some other jobber as she <laughs> she was a part as Chris Statlander was in an open challenge for her TBS championship. Jade Cargill comes back. She takes out Chris Statlander, holds up that title, uh, that TBS title um, that was hers that she held for, I want to say what, Brian, like round some 400 some odd days or 300 some odd days, but she had an undefeated streak that was like 50 something wins and oh, right. Or 50, 50 like match win streak or whatever. Um, And now she's going back after that same championship. Why? I don't know. Uh, but Jade Cargill stood tall in the middle of the ring as uh, a match is now official for that championship. It's going to be Statlander and Jade Cargill for for the TBS championship. Oh, James, is it going to be on Dynamite? Is it going to be an Arthur Ashe and, uh, in, in, uh, for Grand Slam? No, guys. It, you know where it's going to be? It's going to be on fucking... Oh, my God. Rampage. Yeah, so so that's that's exactly... <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Freaking, that's how we want to bring back Jade Cargill. We have her, we have this big return for her. And the very first segment, match, whatever you want to call it, she comes back to face Chris Statlander on fucking Rampage, a show that nobody fucking watches. If you want to talk about ratings being the shitter, fucking Rampage is your show. Yeah. <laughs> it's. And yeah, and, and obviously, of course, uh, not too long ago, uh, news or sources have broke out about Jade Cargill potentially going to WWE, as I know her contract is coming to an end soon um, at some point, um, as there's talks about her going to WWE. So I have some thoughts about that. But Brian, I'll let you I'll let you have the floor with this one, man. Your thoughts about Jade Cargill being back in AEW and these but in these uh these talks, these rumors about her potentially going to WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good, um, you know, return for her. I, really, I did. She looks still looks like a million bucks. Um, I tell you, man, that the choke slam she delivered to whoever it was, I popped for that, man. I mean, that was a. Yeah, I mean, you think of a choke slam as a pretty basic thing, but you know, even not to sound sexist or whatever, but women don't usually pull it off like that. And that looked fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I was all for that, but you know, yeah, to have her, the, the match, the fucking title match on rampage. Why? Um, and as far as her going to, or potentially maybe going to WWE, uh, I mean, I'd have to preface that with saying like, I'm referencing the WWE that we've always known and, and not knowing what's going forward. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I think she would probably probably be better there. Um, I mean, you think of the women's division in a- AEW. I mean, you could say, you know, Britt Baker's the biggest star, but I feel she could and maybe should be a much bigger star right now than she is yeah. because of, of just, like, the general lack of direction and booking without the whole – or within the whole women's division. And if you put – Jade Cargill with WWE's production and, you know, um, just the, the years of experience in doing that and how to produce and and to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
brand a superstar, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Dude, they could do wonders with Jay Cargill for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And she she's definitely she's definitely made for for WWE. Yeah. And we've kind of yeah. and we were I've definitely have noticed that. Like we were talking I know we've had a brief discussion. This was like a while back ago. This was kind of the whole Cody Rhodes coming back to uh to, to WWE his first return back to WWE about you know AEW wrestlers coming back to to or going to the WWE brand Jade Cargill right. is was one of those people she just her like I said her just her character I guess her her stardom and the way she carries her character it's just it's tailor made for WWE for sure um, as, as well as Cody Rhodes. I mean, you know, we talked about with Cody Rhodes as we, you know, it was, I mean, even though as shocked as we were about with Cody, you know, now thinking back and looking back at it, you know, it, it's, it's not shocked that we're, we're here seeing Cody Rhodes, not just being back at WWE, but being the guy, uh, in, yeah. in the company. So, but yeah, it, it doesn't really, I, I need to know more, I need to know more about these sources. Again, th- these were very, sure, sure. very, very new over the past 12 to eight to 12 hours. Um, just kind of just came out of nowhere, which is kind of weird, Brian. I don't know how you feel about this. Like it's kind of weird how these sources about Jade Cardgill going to WWE or she's heading to WWE and she comes back. You would think that, Tony Khan and AEW have agreed to an extension for Jade Cargill because if right, because if that's the case, like if these, if if, if these sources are true, and again, I have to do more research with this, uh, with, with, with this whole thing, um, it would just be weird to have a return and not, I mean, there has to be some contract talks with Tony Khan and AEW at this point. I mean, there has to be, and if they're, I mean, and you would, but you would also think that they've been, they've been finalized. Right. Jake Cardgill's return. She has a, a nice little contract extension and she's ready to rock and she's she's able to, you know, deliver some some good content to the AW to AW fans. But if she but the fact that she's coming back and if it is true that she does not have an extension, her contract is coming up. It's just weird how she would return under these circumstances. Right, so that's right. very, very weird. And that's just kind of weird, just weird business just weird business standpoint, a business from a business standpoint, it's just weird. Um, so I don't know, man, that that's just kind of, just kind of just a red flag to me in, in regards to that. But I, I need to, you know, look more into that, but no, I mean, it would not shock me at all to see somebody like Jade go to WWE. There's no doubt that she'll get the time and she will get the freaking, I mean, she'll get, she'll that, get I mean, the admiration over there. Rhea Ripley, uh, Zoe Stark, Hell, Nia Jax. <laughs> right? The fan the fantasy booking and everybody, right? I mean, yeah. freaking putting all you know, Jade and with, with all these other people, like you mentioned. So yeah. so we'll see. Um I, I mean look, I mean we talk about also Tony Khan and, and and booking this women's division, man. Like it's it it's so piss poor. It is so fucking bad. Um <laughs> it's like again, Brian, we we've beaten a dead horse in regards to that whole discussion with this women's division. Yeah, I mean how, it's how do you just bring you know this- this woman you built for this streak and had her lose to Statlander and make right. her return and going after the same title and you put it on rampage with the right. And, right. And you had, you had her that whole thing. That, that, absolutely. That whole, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you had her, 
you you had her develop this undefeated streak, which was to, was special to a degree, right? Though I mean, if, yeah. when you when you try to what's what's the word I'm looking for? You you try to really ramp up something like an undefeated streak, right? It can only do so much. But the title reign itself, as as much as we've always prayed praised about Jade Cargill, the fact that she has gotten better, she has improved with her character work and her in ring ability, and 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 just all of the above, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. just like Jade Cargill felt no, nothing more special than any other female on the roster, right? She's undefeated, right? She's supposed to feel as such. She's supposed to be this dominant woman, but the way that she was booked and what she was involved in, you never really got that feeling towards her. And it just did yeah. more harm to her holding on to that TBS championship because there was really nothing memorable, memorable about it. It was just for her holding on to that title for so long. And now you put her back into this TBS title shtick with Chris Statlander. So, so what is Jade Cargill just going to win back this champion? I highly doubt it. If these, if these talks are true about her, potentially going to WWE, maybe having talks with WWE, highly doubt that she would win this championship. So again, what, from a business standpoint, how does this, it just, nothing makes sense, Brian, from all angles, this yeah, really just, just doesn't, make, doesn't sense. make sense. So, but I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll know more. I'm sure we'll know more as, like I said, these sources and these, uh, this, all this stuff has kind of just come out over the last eight to 12 hours. So I'm sure we'll know more. Uh, once we move forward later on this week, and I'm sure, you know, again, on our socials and all that stuff, we'll, we'll learn more and we'll talk all about it. So, but let's, uh, let's get into our next topic here. Um, the next topic is Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. Um, as Brian Danielson was part of a promo segment on collision. And he talked about how, you know, his time is running out. He talked about, uh, you know, his daughter, Birdie, about when she turns at the age of seven, you know, he's going to be t he's no longer going to be working full time of wrestling or somewhat to that notion. So, you know, and he calls out Zack Sabre Jr. Who that is. I can't really tell you <laughs> who this dude is. I'm, I'm guessing he's one of the, the most dominant, yeah. one, one of the most the greatest technical wrestlers on this earth. Right. Because it's all about technical wrestling nowadays and freaking <laughs> in, in the wrestling world now. Um, so as that's going to be at, as he's, uh, wrestling against Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Dream, that's going to be a pay-per-view, um, on October 1st. So he challenges Zack Sabre Jr. there in the lot in, in the middle of the ring. Uh, Ricky Starks interrupt along with Big Bill. So I guess Big Bill is just now the bodyguard, the muscle for Ricky Starks, which I can get on board, uh, with that. I mean, you know, I think with when it comes to Big Bill, first of all, they got to get rid of that fucking name. I mean, that they is really just do. A, they really, really but, do. But Brian, I'm going to ask you this question. What do you think? What do you think's worse? Big Bronson Reed or Big Bill? <laughs> a Big Bill. Uh, Big yeah, Bill. Was, 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 was Bronson, Fair enough. Kind of cool. Bronson's kind of cool. Big, Bron I, I Big Bronson Reed. I don't know. It's just like, that's pretty. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, when, when it comes to Big Bill, um, you know, look, listen, I, I think, or William Morrissey was, that's what his name was before, you know, I think with him being involved with it, I don't mind it. You know, Brian, you talked about the story and, you know, last, last week on how that whole relationship kind of ended up. So to an extent it could work. And I think something like that for William Morrissey is definitely needed, especially when you're putting him in with Starks and Danielson, you know, he kind of, I don't think a lot of people in the AW fan base has really um 
developed any real connection with the guy. You know, he's been on impact. He made a name for himself in impact as William Morrissey and good for him. He did tremendous things over there, but being in this AW circle, he really hasn't done anything. So I, I don't mind him being inserted into this whole thing, being the muscle in regards to someone like Ricky Starks, if you are going to have him as a heel. So I, I, I like that. It makes sense. Again, man, it, I always talk about things making sense, man, so I can get on board with that. Um, so And then pretty much kind of like a brawl ensues, you know, freaking Big Bill cheap shots. Danielson Starks pulls B- Big Bill off, and he's like, nah, let me get him. I'm going to freaking wail on him, and he starts beating him up there. Um, you know, freaking or picking the bones, as you can say, as Ricky Starks is beating up Danielson. Uh, Moxley comes to the aid, but to no avail. And then Starks chokes out Danielson with a T-shirt. I believe it was uh, Danielson was like offering like an olive branch to yeah, Starks yeah. of being a part of the BCC. And he kind of choked him out with that T-shirt. A decent little segment. So and then we get to Dynamite, which was John Moxley. Uh, in an open challenge, right? What's what? What's AEW and A and AEW television w- without an open challenge for this fucking international title, Brian? Because God forbid Tony Khan writes the script, and man, I gotta put I gotta put a, a an open challenge for this title, man. Like that's my bread and butter, man. Freaking <laughs> un unreal. But so it was John Moxley against Big Bill. Ricky Starks was at ringside. Uh, Moxley uh, is bleeding. That, that is, is that a shock to anybody? I mean, I don't know. That's that's pretty shocking. John Moxley bleeding in a match. That's no pretty. It's pretty crazy stuff, right? No way, right? Uh, Starks gets involved. Uh, Danielson got involved as he goes after Starks. Mox wins the match via tap out. Starks continues to brawl with Danielson on the outside. Claudio Castanoli, of course, another member of the BCC, gets involved. He comes to the aid, Ricky Starks and Big Bill retreat, and the BCC stand tall. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like the BCC has officially turned face because that's what it's coming across to me. Um, uh, you know, Ricky Starks and Big Bill clearly are playing the heels in this in this whole thing. So it's 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 weird. It's interesting how the switch has flipped, right? We, we talk about these face and these heel turns and how there's really no substance behind these, yeah. these face and heel turns. And of course, part of this is, uh, of course, the whole CM Punk departure. You know, Danielson had to come in and do the deed and be the baby face in this whole thing. And I guess that's pretty much why you're getting what you're getting because of CM Punk and him being fired from the company or being terminated from the company. And now, freaking, we we've we've completely gone in a completely opposite direction. Not just with with Starks, who has really kind of taken a big major hit in all of this in regards to his momentum, but now for the BCC, is they're now officially baby faces. So, look, I, I don't mind what they're doing with Starks and Big Bill. I, I think that that can definitely go somewhere. However, the BCC being baby faces, man, they're going to have to really do a lot to get people on board with that because, man, as heels, man, they just – and we, we've spoken about it for so long. And the, the segments that they've been in over the past several months, they really felt to a certain degree, of course, they, they felt like a big deal, <laughs> right? And, and to kind of just sw- – to flip that switch and to turn them face, man, that's going to take a lot of freaking work to really get people on board with it, but – um, can it work? Sure. It, it definitely can work. But, you know, but the fact that it that this turn 
with everybody or with everybody involved in the BCC has kind of had kind of happened so abruptly. It's really going to really take a lot of work to really get people invested, really, really invested with this. So, but Brian, your, your thoughts in regards to the BCC, Brian Danielson, Ricky Starks, and, and everybody involved in regards to this. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on this one too, because going back to collision, yeah, the whole, the promo and, and, you know, big bill and the BCC coming out there, that was really fucking awesome. I, I dug it. Um, I, I would say that, you know, well, I'm totally on board if you if this is the feud we're, we're going down. But I would say you you have to add at least one to two other guys to to Bill and Ricky Starks. It, like somebody asked to to come in in there, and there at least three guys. Um, and then I'll say to like because this this is what where I think Big Bill should be. Like, again, yeah, he's your own shtick, right? He's seven foot tall, three hundred pounds. You can't teach that, right? But he's out here fucking on, you know, you see him in a match and he's doing like fucking dance moves and shit. Like fucking get in there, beat some ass, you know, and leave like enough with the like, that's who you are. You're a seven foot fucking monster, man. Like mm-hmm. be that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you can add your, uh, of course, add your own fucking flavor to it or whatever. But if you're if you're trying to do a feud with the BCC and you're seven foot tall and out there fucking dancing, you look like a fucking clown, dude. Like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. other than that, if the, if he gets serious and Ricky Starks and like I said, they add a third guy, this could really really be good. Um, but and I, I hear you with with you know the face heel turn. Mm-hmm. But I think where they'll go with that, and it, it might take a little bit to start getting on board, but. Like, periodically, they're going to mention, like, Danielson's, like, this is his last year, right? And and to get, play that sympathy and, like, we want him to win. We want him to to succeed and have all these great matches. And I think he really will. Like, I, hopefully he stays healthy. And I really think he's going to have an amazing fucking year. I really do. Um, So, I, I think they're going to try, you know, periodically keep trying to tie that in as well with, you know, his last matches with this person or that person or, or whatever right. and mm-hmm. play that baby face, you know, part of it. Yeah. Uh, which, which again, I think it's still going to be hard. That just might make it a little easier. Yeah. Um, and, what's, and I got to give a shout out to Mox and Danielson as a whole, man, because both of these guys have fucking saved this company at times. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this the first time with Punk and the brawl out. Mox was supposed to be gone. He dropped the title, right? He was going to take some time off and he couldn't do that. He had to come back for, you know, to fucking to be there, to keep shit going. To do the deed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're in the same boat and this time it's Danielson and he is making a star out of Ricky Starks, like point blank. That is what we're witnessing. I mean, Starks is there. He just needs that little push, that little, you know, something. But that's what we're witnessing here, man. And it's fucking beautiful. And so thank you to both of those guys for, you know, doing that, man. Because they neither one of them had to. But that, that goes to show you what kind of like, you know, as much as I like punk, do you love the business? How much do you love the business? You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. It was good. I liked it. The match itself with, with Mox and Big Bill, eh. You know, I'll, I'll take it or leave it, but 
Mm-hmm. If they continue this feud, yeah, I'm definitely here for it, man. Yeah, no, and and absolutely, I I completely uh, condone what you said about with John with Moxley and and Danielson. They've definitely been reliable re- reliable yeah. talents in regards to this this whole situation with Punk and and everything else, man. So definitely, uh, definitely kudos to them. Uh, regardless of how we feel about them as talents. I mean, of course, there's a majority of people that see these two as tremendous talents, but, oh, but yeah, man, sure. like they are, they are you no know, tremendous company, company guys, you know, so no, no doubt, um, you know, filling in in, in, in what's been a very interesting turn of events with, with this company. <laughs> right, right. So that, that, yeah. that's definitely one way to put it, but yeah, man, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see where this goes. And what's interesting is that a lot of this is kind of also tied into with Eddie Kingston, as well as the Lucha Bros, as Eddie Kingston and Claudio are supposed to have a match. I guess it's like title versus title. It's for uh, Eddie Kingston's New Japan Open Weight uh, Championship. I believe that's the name of the championship, as well as Claudio's ROH World Title. So that's the thing, too. So it's, I don't know. And again, I'm just, I'm getting the vibe, right, that again, the BCC is somewhat is turning face here. And I'm just seeing a lot more heel tactics, right? And mannerisms from even people like even the Lucha Bros in Kingston. So again, and, yeah. and, and again, it's just, and it's unfortunate too, because I understand to an extent it's because of this whole punk situation over the past several days and weeks. Yep. But, but that's, and, and that's maybe just, and I don't know, because, and because of that, it's just like, you know, we talk about things kind of being a little all over the place. You know, now you have, you know, Moxley and, and, you know, being involved with the Lucha Bros in Kingston. And then you have Starks and Big Bill. And then you have, with you know, it's, and that's, that's where I can kind of see things kind of going off the rails. Will it be? I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, but I like, I, I do like Big Bill's insertion into all of this. It definitely has a place for him. I think he needs something like that. Um, yeah. Ricky Starks as a heel. Um, you know, I definitely, I think at some point, because, he is a a definitely a, a fan favorite in regards to AW. I would I would like for this dude to be that top babyface once again in the company when yeah, the timing yeah. is right at some point. Um, and at, and for the BCC man as babyfaces, eh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I I I think that their shtick is a lot more badass as freaking heels. But again, it's because of Danielson having to come back and all that stuff. I think they're the hands were kind of tied, <laughs> I think, at this point, Brian. But we'll yeah, see how it works right. out. Does it have potential? Absolutely. Where it goes from here uh, remains to be seen. But let us move on to our next topic. And our next topic is Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. As they were in a uh, segment in the second hour or towards the end of the first hour of Dynamite last night. Um, you know, they play a video package of like some memories they've had over the past kind of three to four years, some good, some bad. Um, you know, they go back and forth complimenting one another. You know, Guevara gets on the microphone and says, listen, you know, he's like, listen, as much as I, you know, admire you and you're my best friend, but, you know, I didn't come here to just be your sidekick. I didn't come to be in your shadow. I came to be here What a, how AEW fans look at Moxley, look at Danielson, and look at all of these people. I came here to be the very best, and I need to beat you. Uh, next week at Grand Slam in Arthur Ashe Stadium. I need to beat you. Um, and Jericho says, listen, you know, 
And he legit tells him to his face. He's like, yeah, you're right. But here's unfortunate. The unfortunate thing is that you ain't ready to beat me. And Guevara just goes off. He, you know, he says a few more words to Chris. They ended up shaking hands in the middle of the ring. And Jericho and Jericho pulls freaking Sammy Guevara in tightly. He says, listen, you know, you need to be the best version of Sammy Guevara that you've ever been before. You know, I'm not going to take this lightly. I'm not going to take you easy. You better freaking bring your A game if you want to beat Chris Jericho, the Ocho, the Demo God, and every 5,000 freaking nicknames this dude has. Um, is a very intense face-off to end the segment um, as they will face each other in a one-on-one match next week for Grand Slam. As that card is actually looking pretty, pretty decent. I, I mean, for a weekly yeah. pay-per-view show is what it is. It's actually looking like a pretty decent card. Uh, for for what it is to an extent, I mean to I mean I guess you can say, I mean to an extent, and how we're getting to these matches for some of them, uh, but no doubt, definitely a, a a very interesting, intriguing card to to most fans, um, and this is definitely one of them, and I think it's kind of more of the anticipation of what's hap- what's going to happen following this match, because I mean this segment was you know it was. I think it definitely picked up towards the end. The whole video package thing, eh, I could take it or leave it uh, with that whole thing. Um, that's, I guess you could say eye of the beholder. I don't think it was kind of cheesy, kind of weird, but towards the end, it definitely picked up. But I think it's kind of more at this point, Brian, like they're relying on the match itself and they're also relying on what happens after this match. Um, they want to kind of put all their chips and their eggs into one basket there. So but yeah, Brian, your your thoughts in regards to Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in this match for next week? Yeah, the promo was excellent in ring. Um, the video, I mean, yeah, it was funny, a little, you know, whatever. It was, it was yeah. like, it was like the <laughs> it was, uh, it was silly. Know, it was funny. It was like a little bit of everything, or, you know, whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was entertaining for what it was. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. Um, the only thing, like, I hope it just stays them too, right? I that's like I like I hope that the rest of the JAS, like none of that, none of that, no outside interference, no DQs, no whatever. Just let these guys go out and and have a have a match, and who wins, who wins, right? Um, th- that's you know, if it's like that, I think it's going to be awesome. And obviously, I, Sammy is going over here, um, but. Yeah, I just I, I just hope it doesn't happen because of interference or, or DQs or, or whatever, you know, all, right. any of that kind of nonsense. But I, the promo was great. I think it's going to be a really good match. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, um, you know, obviously this, this kind of, you know, went into a direction to where now the JAS is pretty much – they're pretty much out of the equation, right? Everybody yeah. freaking Matt Menard freaking – you know, Anna Jay, Ty Conte, all of them have their, they, they said their piece, you know, they said their piece about Chris Jericho and they're gone. So I hope that I kind of hope that it just kind of at this point stays between Sammy and, and Chris yeah. Jericho, you know, the JAS, it was what it was, but I think we need to now branch a little bit away from that. You know, if they want to continue this story, maybe going into uh, what a, a wrestle, what wrestle dream or whatever it's called, or who yeah. knows, maybe, maybe full gear. I don't know. Stretching that may be kind of risky to an extent, um, but we'll, but we'll see. I, I think at this point, Ryan, you, you definitely want to keep it between these two. Maybe if you want to add another body in there, maybe it, it can work, but 
Um, but yeah, I just hope that, like you said, man, I just hope that there's no interference. And if there is going to be an interference, it'll probably be, it would have to be somewhat Jericho appreciation society, you know, type of thing, if that makes sense or somebody from that group. Um, so just to guess, I guess to kind of make it, make it make sense in a way. Um, but I hope, hopefully that doesn't happen, man. You know, I think that's a good send off with the whole JAS departure, yeah. you know, they, it's like, listen, we appreciate you. You know, we appreciated you. You didn't appreciate us. They said their piece and, and they walked away. And I, and I think that's just, that's just a good send off, man. Right. Like, I like to me, like if you kind of like, if you continue to push that and have them return into this, I, I don't know. I feel like that that would just turn a lot of fans off. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I just like it. the way that this is going, it just, it needs to just be between Chris and Sammy because of how close they have been over the past several years, um, you know, with the, with being the lay sex gods, right. And the, and this, in this whole freaking faction with the JAS. I mean, really so. like Sammy has been him, with him you know, this entire AEW right. run. Yeah, absolutely. So it would make sense just for, it would just be between, you know, them, you know, those right. two. And again, if you want to add one person that makes sense for them to be in it, then okay, fine. But outside of that, just keep it between those two. We'll see yeah. where it goes. Definitely, if if this is the big cultivating moment, um, Sammy Guevara definitely needs this. Definitely needs this victory. And hopefully, when when this feud or this situation is done with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and as again, we know how the te- the potential and, and and the just the talent that that is in Sammy Guevara. But hopefully, once this shtick is over with Chris then Sammy Guevara can really tap into his true potential. I mean, this dude is still young. Yeah. I want to say he's, he's 28, 29 years old. So again, there's still a plenty more years to come for Sammy. So hopefully, I mean, he's in the prime of his career. So hopefully after this Chris Jericho stuff is done with, you know, we talk about Ricky Starks all the time in regards to his momentum as of right now being at 33 years of age. So hopefully for Ricky and for, for Sammy Guevara, those are going to be two names that really continue to, to catapult um in, in this brand with within Absolutely. this company so but we'll see we'll, we'll see in regards to that and we'll see uh for next week's uh match between between those two Guevara and Chris Jericho all right it is time to get into our final topic and that is that is uh this Grand Slam tournament um as there's been a tournament over the past several several weeks now in regards to who's gonna face MJF at Arthur Ashe for his uh his AEW uh, championship or his AEW World Championship. Um, this past collision, there were matches uh, with Roderick Strong as well as um, another person, Darby Allen. Uh, as Roderick Strong uh, ended up winning that match via a backbreaker, or I believe he calls it the end of heartache backbreaker. Um, of course, there's some involvement with AR Fox and, of course, with Christian and all that stuff as they're trying to tell some story with the. With the TNT Championship over there, that's another discussion for another day. Um, but Strong wins the match. He moves on to the finals. Samoa Joe later that night defeated Penta. And then we get into the finals. So the finals is between both Samoa Joe and Roderick Strong. Again, not shocking. And, you know, in regards to what how this story has taken place with Adam Cole and MJF, you know, the whole shtick, uh, what happened at All Out, as well as... Um, you know, the shtick going on with Roderick Strong, you know, and, yeah. and honestly, Brian, I will say this. 
before I go over the rest of these results here is, man, you know, even though I don't like the fact that these ROH tag titles are involved in this situation, I do like Roderick Strong as well as the kingdom and kingdom's involvement here. Because you can o- you can only do so much, Brian, in regards to a friendship type of deal with MJF and Adam Cole for so long, right? We talked about yeah. like, okay, if you're going to do this team, you cannot let this drag out to where it becomes stale. But now Roderick Strong, even though he's playing like this jealous ex-girlfriend, which is even though it's weird and it's cheesy, but it, but it kind of works <laughs> to a good. certain degree, yeah. right? And as well as the kingdom, right? I mean, I guess, you know, you could say, of course, there's a relationship with the kingdom. Matt Bennett as well. I forget what uh, the other dude's name is. But, of course, his relationship with Ro- with their relationship with Roderick Strong, as well as Adam Cole. And, of course, tying with his relationship with MJF. It, it just it, it, it definitely adds another element to the story. And, and Roderick Strong, and, and I mean, shoot, he pulls it off beautifully. And we talked about Roderick Strong and we, and I've said it a couple months ago, man, like, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's good to see Roderick Strong. We know the talent in Roderick Strong. He's had a decent career. He's, he's made a name for himself in Impact. You know, he did his thing with the whole Undisputed Era and NXT, but going into AEW, it's like how much how much is he really going to be involved? We knew he was going to be in ties with Adam Cole, but how, how, what was he going to really bring to the table? But now he's in this shtick with the neck brace and with the kingdom by his side. And it just, it, it works. It, it works. Yeah. And it, and it definitely adds another layer to this relationship, this friendship that is now brewed with between Adam Cole and MJF. So I, I, I appreciate that, um, that element that's been added to this whole thing. So, Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe faced in the main event. Winner goes on to face MJF for the World Heavyweight Championship next week. Um, Samoa Joe wins via the, via submission hold. He just chokes the living shit out of Roderick Strong. Um, post-match, Samoa Joe uh, grabs the microphone and he states that he will take everything from MJF. Literally, legit, like emphasizes everything. By the way, shout out to MJF. This dude was in a backstage segment. He did oh, some man. Steiner math, Brian. <laughs> he Bro. did some Steiner math. It was oh. fucking hilarious. <laughs> Listen, if some so people good. don't like this. So good. It was so it was so good. It was so good. Listen, if it listen, if that wasn't your cup of tea, then that's fine. That's the eye of the beholder. But man, like if you know Scott Steiner and that whole freaking Steiner math freaking promo, it's like, listen, you it's like I now have a 66.9% chance to beat you because Adam Cole's in my corner. And now I have another 60% chance because I'm in freaking New York. It's just it's fucking beautiful. Like, so man. ultimately I have like 147% chance of beating you. All over the fucking place. Oh, it was all over the Renee's reaction is fucking priceless. She's just standing there baffled. Freaking Adam Cole is just nodding his head like he knows what the fuck he's talking about. It was just fuck. It was just hilarious, bro. Yeah. MJF. Only MJF can fucking pull that, man. I'm telling you. I don't know if that was – I can't say. they. That could not have been scripted. There's no way. Like, that well, had to just come off the... the... I mean, like, he had to memorize that shit. Well, I'm like... sure he had to... Right, yeah, but I, I don't know, man. Like, that's just, like... I would just develop more of an appreciation if that shit wasn't scripted. But still, but still, regardless, regardless, that shit was freaking funny. Uh, that just brought me back. As soon as he was getting into that, I'm like, oh, this shit, this is the Scott Steiner math shit. That was really good. Shout out to MJF, because that was freaking yeah. funny. 
probably one again one of the most entertaining parts of the show absolutely, absolutely. um but yeah so samoa joe after winning his match he grabs the microphone he states to mjf i will take everything from you including the world uh the, your aw world championship and again he emphasizes everything um you know he walks up the rampway roderick strong collapses I guess he's got like, you know, he issue with his neck as Adam Cole was walking to the ring, um, I guess, to check on Roderick Strong before he collapsed as he collapsed on the floor. Uh, he ends up a stretcher and medical team comes out as he tries to walk up the ramp with Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong's calling out for calling out for Adam Cole and the <laughs> kingdom that won't let him walk up the rampway. He's like, no, no, this is your fault. Like you did this. This is your fault. And Adam Cole is just like he's trying to be there for him. The kingdom won't allow it. He keeps walking up the rampway, and they go, they go like not up the stage, but like to the back, like off the rampway and and into the back. And Samoa Joe just blindsides Adam Cole. He puts him in the coquina clutch and chokes the living shit out of Cole. And he just screams into the microphone like everything. I'm gonna take everything from you. Freaking Samoa Joe is awesome. And his believability. Yeah. As much as like weird shit that he's been involved in with ROH and freaking again, and even at his age, man, Samoa Joe is still the like just he's he's just the fucking man, dude. He is yep. still the fucking killer that he's been for his entire career, and it's just so refreshing to see somebody like Samoa Joe. And I praised and I said it last week, man. Put Samoa Joe on on AW television. This dude can still fucking rock. And that visual yeah. of him just choking out Adam Cole into the freaking camera menacingly, like that's good shit, man. That's what I would want to see rather than Orange Cassidy or any other freaking wrestler just having a great technical wrestling match. No, give me that freaking shit to end to to end the show, you know, in some type of some type of a cliffhanger. I'll freaking take it. Um, so shout out to Samoa Joe. He is as, again, he's just freaking awesome. Um, as you know, just again, can't say enough about the dude. Um, and yeah, that's how the show pretty much ends. Samoa Joe stands tall and that's the match for next week is MJF versus Samoa Joe for that AW world championship. So Brian, this is where I send it off to you, man, your thoughts in regards to, um, the story that's now taken place, Roderick Strong's involvement, the kingdom's involvement, um, as well as this main event and your, your overall thoughts in regards to this match for next week. So, yeah, over the past couple of weeks, I mean, I think this, in my opinion, this, the story has really improved. I mean, yeah, like Roderick Strong's involvement. Um, I have no idea how this is going to shake out because even going into to last night and, you know, knowing that, you know, Roderick was going to face Samoa Joe and whoever won was going to face MJF, like, you know, I was still thinking somehow, some way, you know, MJF or, or I'm sorry, not MJF, um, Strong or Cole are going to cost MJF the title to help Samoa Joe in some way or, or whatever. But then after this, man, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'm, I'm pretty, I'm confident enough to know it's going to be pretty fucking good, man. I'm, I, I really do like everything they've been going, you know, doing with this. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I said, you know, I know they've been building this thing with Adam Cole, and I I think that that has much more long term storytelling potential. 
But right now, with like Samoa Joe and MJF, and the like you said, Samoa Joe has still got it on the mic in the mm-hmm. ring. Yeah, um, you want to talk about somebody that Matt, you know can match a promo with MJF. I mean, in a different type of way, a different type of style, but that's fucking Samoa Joe, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I don't know, this whole tournament, whatever, obviously you got the the Darby Allen, AR Fox, and uh, Nick Wayne. You know, that is kind of going to be, you know, its own story, which, you know, kudos, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But these guys involved, like, I don't know how it shakes out, but I'm, I'm definitely, I got my popcorn ready. Because, um, yeah, it's it's really good. And MJF, man, look, let me, one of my, my closing statements here. Like, in this time that I'm away, just keep being you, MJF. God damn, <laughs> just keep being you. Like, you, you don't know how much just meant, like, <laughs> Like, I find it hard to believe that, like, and like you know, I, I made a comment about, I mean, Scott Steiner is the shits on the mic. Like, the dude has never been able to deliver a promo ever, you know, a good one. And for, for MJ, whoever it was, whether it was MJF's idea or whoever, like, who the fuck goes back and thinks, like, you know what? Scott Steiner was in a, in a match or, you know, had an angle with Samoa Joe. I got to go delve into the the best of the best of Scott Steiner promos. Like, who the fuck does that? Like, well, I guess MJF right. does that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, shout out to you, bro. That shit was fucking hilarious. Um, and even, again, Renee adding to it, Adam Cole being a part of it, and just there was, like, no hesitation between Adam and MJF. Like, the whole segment was just fucking awesome, man. And... Oh man, just keep doing that shit. I, I like you know, I'm here for this MJF baby baby face run. And if it's you know starts off with heel Samoa Joe and then heel Adam Cole, fucking feed it to me, man. It's it's gonna it's gonna deliver. Period. No doubt. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, bro, I don't know <laughs> to to end things here. Um, I don't know if you saw Brian, uh, PW Insider or Professional Wrestling Illustrated. They announced like their top fifty wrestlers or whatever of, of their calendar year. And guys, wow. I'm not bullshitting. And, and listen, I, it, I, if you can call this a rant, you can call this like a for whatever you want to call it. Guys, v- Vin Kingo, right? Is that his name? Uh, El Hio Del Vincingo, whatever. Guys, yeah. so so the number one wrestler. Uh, on this list is Seth Rollins. Um, again, that's interesting. Roman Reigns was number two. Moxley was number four, or excuse me, number three. Gunther is number four. And guys, El El Hio, whatever you want to call his, whatever, however you want to pronounce his name, Vinkingo is number five, and MJF oh. is number six, ahead of MJF. <laughs> How much stock do they put in and how much, how many like, actual matches they had? I don't know how much they take like, into account. That's the only so, way yeah, I Yeah, like, that doesn't make so, listen, whatever, I don't know how they dissect yeah. pro wrestling there. 
I don't know what is it just it's just is it just technical wrestling like guys come on it, guys if, if we're really being if we're using logic and common sense right put put your favorite favoritism and, and, and your and your bias aside for one second guys Van Kingo over MJF guys no what the fuck we're doing <laughs> like even listen Seth Rollins I, I listen, would argue we, that it's MJF is number one I I don't think he's less than number two. Ro- Roman, it's Roman and MJF at the t- at the right. top right now. Fucking right. period. The fact that yeah. Kingo is <laughs> higher over MJF. Guys, oh my god. <laughs> Listen, whatever. It's just if that's it's their fucking shtick. Whatever. It's just again, I, I, again. But but Brian, I don't know how they're dissecting it. It's just maybe they dissect it differently. But guys, I mean like doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to know like and again you mentioned you praised it with mjf man it's just he is the fucking guy right now it's roman reigns and it's if you want to throw freaking maybe seth rollins in there to an extent okay whatever but it's roman reigns and it sucks that roman reigns is not on fucking television the dude is too busy sipping on fucking pina coladas under an under a palm tree somewhere um just the, the guys another week or two for being on a milk carton but anyway but that doesn't you know that doesn't take away how freaking tremendous roman reigns has been yeah. even this year roman reigns and mjf are at the top right now and everyone else is here is beneath yeah. that's it absolutely so yeah. You know, it's just like I came across that list, Brian, and I just shook my fucking head, man. Like the way, <laughs> the way we just dissect pro wrestling is just freaking it, it is just freaking interesting to me. I, I don't know. But but yeah, just to but to end things here with this whole feud uh, to wrap things up. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Like I mentioned earlier with Roderick Strong and his involvement, I, I definitely think it's a, it's a good added layer to this story. Um, Samoa Joe, I had my. My worries about Samoa Joe and adding too many bodies into this situation, but Samoa Joe um, definitely is playing his role his role well, at least for the time being. And we'll see how next week's uh, match goes. I mean, I don't know. Do they take away this championship? I don't. I wouldn't think so, man. I, I don't know. I mean, you would, especially with this whole Adam Cole story. Um, you know, you would think that that that's going to yeah. continue to involve MGF continuing to hold the championship. So, so who knows? And then where does Samoa Joe go after that? But that that's that'll be a different discussion for a different day. But uh, but no doubt, at least leading into this match, Brian, at least what we can dissect leading into this match, there's definitely a lot of intrigue, and that's the most important thing is is how intrigued or invested am I into this yeah. said match. And there's no doubt there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be interested, not just in the match, but, you know, of course, post-match curricular activities and and everything else going forward. So we'll see. We'll see how things play out in regards to this whole feud. But shout out to MJF, shout out to Adam Cole, and shout out to everybody involved. Some really good stuff here and definitely interested to see where things play out. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Ruthless Talk. Of course, this was a jam-packed show, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it for today. A lot of talks within the wrestling business, within the wrestling world, within this merge, as well as NXT. And, of course, with AEW, uh, you know, Collision and Dynamite, as next week is a big a big show to discuss next week for Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe. So make sure you guys stay tuned for those shows, for that discussion uh, with with that whole situation. But uh, thank you guys once again for tuning into this episode. Again, Brian, 
Um, thank you. Of course, you know, I can't say enough and I know there's, there'll be a lot more words in the, in the near future to, uh, to describe just my appreciation for you and, and being a part of this platform. Um, even though this is not really a goodbye, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, of course you'll be back See on this later, platform man. at some point. Uh, <laughs> but definitely, um, you know, you'll be checking out the show and, uh, and of course guys, make sure you guys stay tuned for our next episode. I will be going solo. Um, for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, talking both Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. That is going to be this weekend. So make sure you guys stay notified. But yeah, Brian, thank you once again. Um, just again for the kind words and and just, you know, and just everything that you have brought to this podcast, to this platform. Um, and yeah, man, just, you know, can't thank you enough and just what you've brought to this community and what you've brought to, again, just to the Ruthless Talk brand um and you know, again man it's just it's crazy how far <laughs> this platform has come and again it's only getting yeah. better man um so but yeah thank you brian for the kind words and everything like that um and and of course like i've mentioned guys there's going to be a bunch of special guests that are in the works as of right now so make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that and of course make sure you guys follow us on social media make sure to join our facebook page make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok that is ruthless underscore talk. We are just three followers away from hitting 900 on TikTok. So that is exciting stuff there. Again, thank you to everybody that has followed that page and has followed this podcast. And of course, stay tuned for more episodes to come. Brian, your final thoughts, my man, before we end this show. And just again, well, thank you for your words and uh, thank you for the, the platform and the opportunity and Again, everybody that's, you know, watched, subscribed, or, or however you've participated with Ruthless Talk, uh, I appreciate you. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll be around. I'll be checking in. And, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll see you down the road. And, and rest assured, whenever whenever that time comes, yeah. um, I'm sure that I'll have a lot of shit to talk. So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to make your right. you're going to make your grand return like Roman Reigns. Right. He's like, <laughs> we're going to and we're all going to be here, Brian, to acknowledge Hopefully. you. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, we, we don't want to go down CM Punk's road, like, so just, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep it, um, keep it all positive, but, uh, yeah, you know, I look forward to checking out what you're going to be doing in the next, however long, um, but, uh, yeah, it, I no doubt it'll be good shit, so, again, thank you for the opportunity, man, appreciate it. Appreciate you, man, appreciate you. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And your boys are signing off, saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.